What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another podcast episode of Shot and Chop. I'm Josh Cannon, and I'm going to be your host for the evening. And today we have on a guest today. She actually is dually talented that in modeling and in the creative arts of drawing, painting, you name it, she can do it. So we have Miss Michaela Gorey on with us today. What's up? Hello. How are you guys doing? Yeah. So we're going to just chop it up for a little bit and um, get into her head and talk about uh, what she likes to do, both with her modeling and with her artwork. So tell the people a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, uh, how you got into modeling. We'll start with that first. Alrighty. Well, I was born and raised in California. I moved out to Virginia January 2021. So I've been out here for about a year now. Um, what started, what got me started with modeling? Honestly, I joined like a modeling crew. And then oh. after that, I just started doing more and more photo shoots. And I've been doing a lot of photo shoots ever since, basically. So like a modeling crew, like you guys go and beat, beat other people up and stuff or like. Yeah, literally. Like if oh. you've ever seen any type of dance battles, that's what we did. Word, word. Yeah, just right on the street. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty exclusive, actually. Oh, so like do you have to like get jumped in or like beat somebody up to get in? We like, don't talk about it. Oh, OK. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, no, for real, how did you get started with modeling? Um, the modeling, you said the modeling crew. So did mm-hmm. they approach you or were you looking for like, I don't know, like a group of friends to um, join after you moved out to Virginia from Cali? Oh, I was absolutely not expecting to do modeling when I got out here. I've always been interested in modeling, but I didn't ever model in Cali. So I honestly didn't think I was going to model out here either. But randomly, um, someone who was like a modeling director kind of just hit me up and they were like oh I could be a part of this brand and that brand and I was like oh I have I didn't have anything better to do at the time and I just wanted the experience so I went ahead and joined a modeling group I guess yeah (laughs) okay okay are you still in it or like oh no oh no oh I guess you kind of just went rogue and did your own thing huh yep exactly (laughs) got it it was for the experience it was something I learned from something I grew from and yeah, it, it just started my modeling career. We'll just say that. Mm. What type of um, modeling stuff did you do? Was it more commercial? Was it more like uh, photojournalism, lifestyle? Like what's, what was the style that you guys were doing? I think it was definitely more fashion oriented. Like it was all focused on the clothes, our, like us learning how to walk and our catwalk essentially. So that's what we were practicing a majority of the time. Oh, so like more runway style. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Gotcha. Which it's, is really like modeling out here in VA is really different than California. So it was kind of a culture shock at first, but it's really different. But I like it. It's something new to learn. Oh, yeah, I bet. Like Los <laughs> Angeles, like it's cutthroat out there for sure. Yeah, Los very. Angeles, San Diego's a little slower, but still, I think it's like a, more of a higher standard out there. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So out here, it was just more like creatively. It was more free. So I really like that. Like, when I saw the dance shows and the fashion shows, I was like, oh, this is different. This ain't, like, no fashion show I've ever seen before. So it was really cool. I actually had to, like, start to research more stuff about it because it was completely different for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What part of California are you from? I was born and raised in the IE, the Inland Empire. The IE. The IE, yeah. IE. Mm-hmm, yeah, about, it's, like, an hour from L.A., that's oh. how I describe it to people so they can see the distance or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, though. Like, now that you've been modeling out here in VA, you got to go back and uh, give Californians that VA swag, the East Coast style of modeling. Mm, yeah, exactly. I'm going to just incorporate both places, both states. That's me now, VA and CA. 
V A N C A. V A N C A. You call it vaca. Va- vaca. Kava. Kava. Yeah. That's cool too. Or Kava. Almost like Canva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now that you've been out here, uh, what what can you say that you've taken away from your modeling so far? Oh, wow, a lot, honestly. Um, modeling is truly about confidence, and that's what I've learned. Like at first, I was just like, "Well, if you know you you know your poses, and you you can wear a nice outfit, it doesn't really matter. Like the makeup and all that, it'll all just come together." But no, it's really not that. It's more or less genuinely just your confidence, how you feel about yourself when you walk onto a stage, and how you present yourself. And the energy that you can provide, like, to an event and things like that. So it's it's genuinely just you being you. And I'm realizing that every every day I do it, more or less. Like, it's really just how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're still doing runway style modeling? Or have you branched out into other avenues of modeling, too? I think I've definitely branched out more. I haven't really done that many runway shoots lately. But I'm definitely still down to do those types of things. But lately, I've just been focusing on more portraits and things like that. Because that's what I've always loved to do. That's like what really got me into modeling that type of photography. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just finally doing that. So it's really cool because I'm just like living out my photo dreams basically (laughs) now like I'm like recreating everything I've always seen in my head, and it's really satisfying to me because I'm like, wow, I did it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. sorry. So, uh, so, for everybody listening, uh, me and Michaela, we've done maybe like what two or three shoots at this point. Yeah. I think it's about three. It's three. Mm-hmm. So the first one was pretty cool because we were actually able to incorporate her art into her photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So, if you go out and check out her work on my page or her page, it's um pretty cool how we were able to depict that. And I think that's um, what made her stand out to me, the fact that uh, she had multiple streams of creativity, not just with modeling. Yeah, and I really love that shoot to this day because it was really cool, like, being able to capture my art and it being basically, like, my first, like, real photo shoot dedicated to me. Yeah. So that was really nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed that a lot. So, like, um, when you're doing photo shoots, do you like to have creative control where you have some input to the overall idea of the shoot or do you like to just let the photographer do his thing come to you with a concept and you just go from there honestly both those are both my favorite because it's cool when you have an idea and you express it to your photographer and they're like yeah that's dope honestly let's work with that like that's always a great feeling because you're like okay creatively we both see the potential in this so that's always nice but also even when a photographer comes to you and they're like i can see you being a part of this concept and then when you execute it, it's even cooler because it's like this is an idea we both like cultivated together and worked on together. And now it's complete. So honestly, both ways are great because it both it, it helps creatively both like with the photographer and the model. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that for sure. Um, are you more so the model that's reaching out to photographers? Or are you finding more photographers reaching out to you? I've found more photographers reaching out to me. More or less, because right now, like, art is my priority. Modeling is something I'm, like, learning and something I want to progress is, like, a very passionate hobby. So, yeah, they're pretty much coming to me right now. Okay. That means you got that hot stuff, that hot fire. <laughs> you shooting that heat. <laughs> I, I like shooting heat. It's really good shooting heat because every time you're just trying to top your last thing, essentially. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. And every yeah. photo shoot should be better than the last one. Exactly. And especially on your end, because uh, as the model, you, what you bring to the table, that's the only way that we can create our images. If you don't mm-hmm. come with, you know, some type of Best. experience or some type of energy, yeah. it kind of throws the whole thing off. Exactly. Yeah. So every photo shoot, I'm honestly learning from the last one. 
So that's why I think they get better and better each time because it's like you're being able to apply the new poses, the new information, like being able to basically give something new to the table every single time I do a new shoot, essentially. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. What's um? How long have you been modeling so far? Mm, now it's about to be a year and a half. Since, yeah. Okay, a year and I a half. I started, wait, wait, okay. No, I'll say about a year because I started exactly February of last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've been doing my photography for about three years now. So mm-hmm. I just think time really flies as you're doing it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can get really good in a year or you can be really stagnant in a year. And mm-hmm. from seeing your work, because I found your page through um, a mutual friend of ours, John, and um, that green photo shoot that you guys yeah. did. Yeah, that's what made me want to reach out to you. I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. She got that heat. <laughs> she got that fuego. And that photo shoot was so fun because it was like genuinely the first photo shoot I've ever done in Virginia. So that was like almost not even like an expectation, but it was like something we did and we succeeded so well that after that, everything else was just like equally good after that. So that was also a very cool photo shoot I did with John. It was. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to the boy, John. Like He'd be doing his thing out here in Richmond. I think I think that's one thing that Richmond we can say we have is um. A lot of the photographers, yeah, a lot of photographers know each other. So Mm -hmm. it's like the circle is pretty tightly knit, even if you're not like friends, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or it's a good community. It's a good community. Like you, you know, the photographer down the street or, Mm -hmm. you know, the photographer that's at the studio down the street from you, you know, but you may not want to admit it, but (laughs) most of us pretty much know each other. Yeah. And that's why it was cool because you guys knew each other. So it was like, it was a nice knowing that it was a nice community of photographers around this area because I honestly didn't know how to get into getting to know photographers. Like, I'm not too extroverted, so it was kind of hard for me doing that. But it was cool knowing that there was, like, a nice group of people out here. Yeah. Did he reach out to you or you reached out to him? He reached out to me. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad glad he reached out because it was honestly a great opportunity, and I don't know if I would have been doing as many modeling shoots now if I didn't do that one, so... It was definitely motivating to realize I actually could do modeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, where do you want to uh, take this whole modeling thing? Do you have any ideas or any plans in oh, the yes, works that absolutely. you want to go ahead and execute? I want to take it as far as I possibly can, honestly. Like, I could definitely picture myself doing, like, professional runways. I would love to do Fashion Week in New York, like, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, I have big dreams for modeling because it's always been a dream of mine. Literally, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to model. And now I'm finally out here, and it started my modeling career. Now I know I could just take it as far as I want, essentially. Although I'm, like, new, it's, it's still a lot of work trying to network, you know? So that's what I'm trying to do now, getting my foot in the water. So then I know, like, by this time next year, I'll definitely be in a whole different playing field, essentially. Like, I'll definitely be doing more and bigger projects and things like that. That's what I picture for modeling, at least. Right. So like um like with modeling, are you pretty open to different concepts or like do you like to stick within a certain type of modeling? Like we're specifically talking about portraits, not runway at the moment, but because you know portraiture is a little different. Runway is just, in my opinion, hopefully nobody you know fries me up for it. But you walk up and down and you walk back. That's it. But portraiture has got a little more involved in it, like mm-hmm. um different concepts, you know, different outfits, different colors, different things like that. So, like, what what are your, um, what's your style or your boundaries, rather, mm-hmm. when it comes to modeling? Um, I think I'm pretty fluid when it comes to modeling. I, I like to have new ideas brought to me, of course. Like, I want to always do new projects. 
but I definitely know my limits of what I'm comfortable doing. But lately, I've been wanting to try new stuff, new experiences. Like, I don't know. I've been trying a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like, um, what's it called? I don't know. What what are you talking about? Bougie. Bougie? No. (laughs) (laughs) What's it um, Like, when you do more lingerie stuff, like, I'm trying to get more comfortable doing. Boudoir. Boudoir, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to get comfortable doing that. So I did a Playboy shoot not too long ago with one of my really close photographer friends. Uh Uh-oh. Watch out now. Yeah. And I, that honestly opened up my eyes to realizing, like, oh, this is, this is something cool as long as you're comfortable with yourself and what you're, like, bringing. It's honestly really fun. And I had to stop, like, thinking too much about it like you know just allowing myself to do something and like the outcome yeah like yeah. looking at boudoir i just feel a lot of people over sexualize it and it doesn't just have to be that it can mm-hmm. be something as a form of expression of your own confidence exactly yeah because before that man i would have never thought i would have never thought i was like oh, no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna and then i was like why not like i've always wanted to do something like this and i just I felt comfortable enough to do it, and I'm really glad because it opened up doors and just realizing that I can do it. That's all it is. It's just proving to myself that I can do something. Yeah, yeah. You can do anything you set your mind to, and you mentioned a good point. It's about comfortability. Yeah. Not just with yourself, but with the photographer, too. Mm -hmm, Yeah. uh, Because, oh, absolutely. If I wasn't comfortable with the photographers, I wouldn't have done the shoots. But because I was so comfortable, it, it allowed me to be open enough to do stuff like that. And it was really cool because those are the types of things you learn from, and I wouldn't mind doing more of them. I'm just, like, trying to definitely get a grasp of what I like to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you like to shoot right now? Like, what's your favorite thing or style that you shot so far? Mm, I definitely love, like, uh, working with different lightings, like, adding, like, different shades, blue, purples, all that. That's really cool. So the most recent shoot we actually did together, I really like how we used, like, contrast colors and that type of stuff is my favorite, but I've also like just doing glamour shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glamour shots are always nice, but I'm definitely trying to do more um, experimental stuff, more texture, things like that. Yeah, I agree. That's um, definitely something that uh, you can experiment and you can be very expressive with. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about a little bit how you choose the photographers that you work with. Like, I know you said you're new, but when you're looking at, like, when a photographer approaches you, like, mm-hmm. what are some things that you're looking at that's going to decide whether or not you're going to work with them or not? Okay, so I would definitely say that the green flags, like, things that are positive when I see a photographer is definitely a type of, they have a clear aesthetic. They have a clear, primitive, like, look to how they shoot. I like that. It means they're pretty consistent. Um, I also like just to see that they're professional. Like, you can tell their shoots are taken seriously, things like that. That really matters, professionalism. And, um, yeah, just the quality of their work. If their work is quality to where I feel like we can both get something from it. Like, if I'm taking, if I'm helping you take quality pictures and you're giving me quality pictures, then that's a win-win situation right there. And we're both able to essentially grow from that. So I like that that type of, like, knowing that, we're both going to do something for each other, basically. Like, this is going to be an equal exchange. Right, exchange of time and exchange of talent. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't work with a photographer where you didn't like their work? Mm, I mean, that's subjective because if I don't like your work, then, of course, most, yeah, most people can say if you don't like somebody's work, you're not going to want to work with them. It's, 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 it's simple like that. But if I'm like, oh, I see potential in your work, that's very different. Yeah, I mean, but hey, they could not be that good. But if that money's there, what what you going to do with that? 
if they trying to pay you. If we talking numbers, then if we talking good numbers, then you know some things are just for experience. It's not always going to be something that's going to go in the portfolio, but it's something I can say I did, something I learned from. But if it's not worth it, then no, I wouldn't contribute my time to it. Ooh. So yeah. she said she basically said she'll shoot with you, but I mean, if it don't cut her standards, she's not going to post it. I'm just saying, like some things, you know, are purely for like experience. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. Not everything has to be something postable or something profitable. Like, as long as, you know, you make your money and you, as a model, you did your job, that's the most you can do sometimes. Since you've been just modeling for a year, have you gotten any paid gigs yet with modeling? Mm, I think I've gotten, like, two, maybe. But right. I am definitely trying to get more paid shoots. But it's really cool just working to build my physical portfolio, getting more professional photos taken. So then... People can actually see how I model. So then when people want to buy me as a model, that, that doesn't sound right. Not buy me as a model. Yeah, we're not talking about prostitution. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Just got to make that clear. But pay, doing more paid shoots, that's, yeah, I'm definitely trying to do more paid shoots for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So with the paid shoots that you did so far, how mm -hmm. did you determine whether you wanted to do them or not? Because if they were paid, were they good photographers? Were they kind of yeah. iffy? Or did you just be like, hey, you know, uh, He's paying, so I guess I'll do it. No, they were definitely good photographers, so it was worth it. It was oh, okay. like an experience that I gained from. So I'm definitely not just going to do anything just for the money. Like, it was actually, yeah, it was a good experience. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, but like you said, if, the, if that number's right and he want yeah. to get some feet pictures of you, you know what I'm saying, I, I think you probably going to crack them toes out. No, I had an experience like that, and they were literally like, oh, yeah, I, w I would like to work with you. And I looked at their page, and it just looked like a bunch of unprofessional foot pics. Wow. And I was just like, well, first of all, if you want to do foot pics, what, what price are you talking? And it right. was like, it was not a worth it price. So just like, mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because if I'm going to sell some feet pics, it, the number got to make sense. They got to be top tier. <laughs> the number got to make sense. Because I'm not whipping out my little piggies for just anybody. So, yeah, no. So it's okay to say no to things. It is genuinely okay to say no to things. And not everything is going to be a part of your portfolio. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you know, you got the feet thing. That's that's a big industry. You know, people pay top dollar for some yeah, professional feet Yeah, but I can find photos. some other sites for that if I want to do that. I don't need people coming to me on Instagram asking me to take professional feet pics. Like, unless, like I said, unless that money nice. But otherwise, no, I'm I'm good. I'm Yikes, good. yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, if, if, you know, if it was that easy for guys, I would be, look, flicking my toes up every day. You know, I, I make sure and I'm joking with good. You, you probably could. You probably, there's somebody out there who likes them feet. So I guarantee you, you just have to find to a demographic. There's nah. a demographic for everything. No, nobody wants to see my feet. I promise. I bet you someone's willing to pay 500, 500? right now. You think I can make 500 off of a foot yeah, pick? I think I can make 500 off of a foot pick. I mean, yeah, you, but I don't think nobody <laughs> wants to see my feet. There's someone out there who wants to see them feet. All right, bet. So everybody listening, I'm going to go ahead and start my feet Instagram page where you, you see these dogs. They're going to be out there barking. You Maybe see not these? Instagram. You might want to hit OnlyFans. OnlyFans? No, yeah. I, I'm not about that life. But <laughs> if you see these two dogs in the yard, just know my stairs going hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bing bong. But yeah, foot modeling is definitely very particular. I give people props for that because it's definitely a, a lucrative market. <laughs> Yeah, like all of that stuff, like that fetish stuff, it, it, it'll it make you some money if you down for it. But hey, like you say, if the money's right, then the money's right. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it, it just comes down to comfortability, what you're comfortable doing. You don't have to put yourself on the line for something because you think it's worth it. It's okay. 
Right. Have you ever been in one of those situations where you kind of felt uncomfortable or you kind of had to question whether or not mm-hmm. you were going to do a photo shoot? No, because if I ever feel that way, I'm not going to do it. True. If True. I can feel any like any type of, oh, maybe I should, I'm going with my gut because 99.9% of the time, I'm correct. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to even put yourself in those shoes to where you're like, if you feel uncomfortable in any way, shape or form, then I would just say don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because most photographers will feel trusting enough to where you will feel comfortable. So don't try to, like, settle for possibly feeling uncomfortable with the photographer just for the sake of shoot. I mean, hey, it's not that black and white. Like, I've definitely heard some some horror stories from the model side where, you know, Mm -hmm. photographers are doing some wild stuff. Exactly. And when you see that, like, it's okay. No, I'm leaving. I think this is this is enough. And it's okay. Like, honestly, because you don't want to do that to yourself and have a bad experience with photography and make you not want to model anymore. Yeah. And that's that's a key word right there. It's like so many models are having these bad experiences with bad photographers Mm -hmm. where it's killing the reputation for photography when it comes to stuff like uh, boudoir or nude or implied where not everybody's like that. That one bad apple just kind of ruins it for everybody. And that's not yeah. just in one location. That's everywhere. Because mm-hmm. so. definitely, like, even people coming up to me and, like, asking to do nude shoots, it's like, oh, no. You have to just take everything into consideration because some people don't always have the best intentions. So as much as you want to assume, oh, this is just for the sake of art, and my body is just the art, da 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 it's not always like that. So you just have to... Always be cautious. Always be protective of yourself. Right. I mean, you being an artist, would you ever consider doing nude or is that like one of your no-goes? Mm, once again, comfortability. Right now, I don't think I would be comfortable enough just being completely nude on camera mm-hmm. and then possibly posting it. That's just me because that's just me. Yeah. Right now, I don't think I want to do that. But down the line, I I don't know what I might want. <laughs> Hey, teach his own. I mean, yeah. some people are cool with it, some people are not. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's beautiful regardless. Like, I will always admire that type of artistry because it is quite amazing. But for me, I, I'm i just saying I'm not contributing to it right now. I feel that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, switch over and talk about your other side of creativity, mm-hmm. your artwork. Yeah. So before I found out about that and knew that you were just a model and started looking at your artwork, like your um, your artwork is in like what you create outside of modeling is amazing. Thank you. So I can definitely tell you put some hours in behind that. So um, go ahead and tell the people how long have you been doing artwork and like what what is your style? How would you define mm-hmm. your artwork? Okay, so I've been drawing my whole entire life, literally since I was a little bitty baby. I've always had a pen, pencil, paper. My mom always made sure I was creatively inclined with whatever i needed so i literally i don't know i just always had a sketch pad so till this day i just draw as much as i can and art has always been my life passion essentially so nice um but my specialty is traditional art i do like alcohol-based markers uh colored pencil charcoal painting you name it, I've done it. Sand blowing, literally, I've Sand done it blowing. all. Graffiti. Wait, wait, wait hold on. You, you can't blow past that. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? You can't blow past that. Like, sand blowing, what is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so sand blowing is literally you're blowing sand. What we did was we had glass, so we had mirrors, and basically you covered the mirror with the design that you wanted to show. And then you sand blown, you sand blow it basically. So then once you're done sand blowing it, it's literally sand particles being thrown at the glass. You had to make sure your hands are protected and you're like in a little box. So it's like you're not getting your hands messed up or anything. And then you just remove the sticker 
and it'll show the glass part still but it'll also show like that foggy glass right and it looks really cool and it it'll show your design so i used to love doing that that's pretty cool. I yeah. don't think I know anybody that does sand blowing before. Like I watched the whole glass blowing thing on mm-hmm. Netflix, but sand blowing that's that's yeah. a whole nother level. It's really cool. Like you just have to be careful because you're working with glass, but it's honestly really nice when you get the finished product. Right. So mm-hmm. you have any pieces or like how many pieces of that do you have or have you done? I did so that far? like about five years ago. So I don't have a sand blowing machine as much as I would love to invest in one. Oh, I so think you I, need you need a whole machine. To oh, do that. yeah. So it's a, it's a whole machine. It's literally a huge box that like processes out granulated sand at like a, such a high pressure that it literally beats into the mirror. So it's pretty it's pretty Oh, dang. You got me all messed up. I thought you was just taking like a straw and just blowing it around on a piece of paper. Absolutely not. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's pressurized sand. Yeah. All right. So I don't even know how much it would cost, but it was like a whole class I took. So it's been a minute. But if I could get that machine, best believe I'm busting out some sand blowing art again. Because I made like, I did like six pieces. So we did a lot. Hmm. And then I did big mirrors, little mirrors. Like we did all types of stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. So is that your, your, your um, I guess, most talented form of artwork, or would you say mm-hmm. you have something else that you specialize in? Uh, for one of my college classes I took, I did Art 17, and literally we did these massive 18 by 24 drawings like every single week. So I think that's definitely some of my best work because they were huge. They were literally huge drawings, but I did them in like three hours. So I think that's cool because it was like, I think one of my highest levels of skill mm-hmm. and being able to execute something, it's still being super like hyper realistic. So yeah, that's one of my proudest moments in art. Yeah. I don't think people appreciate enough, like how long it actually takes to do a drawing. Yeah. Like that's hours mm-hmm. of work on just one piece compared to, well, like I guess you can compare it to photos and stuff like that. Cause you know, you may do like an hour taking all the photos and, and then editing. another hour editing, but I don't think people appreciate enough, like how much work goes into hand drawing or traditionally drawing something, yeah. you know? It's a lot because I mean, when I was taking that class, I was doing like huge drawing. So yeah, I would just sit there and draw for hours. So it didn't really take me that long to complete. But nowadays, like sitting down and really completing a drawing, it does take a lot because you know, you get busy in life and you got a lot of stuff going on. So it does get hard to finish full drawings. But that's another thing as a creative, you just always have to make time for your creative thing. Right, right. So like with your drawings and stuff, um, like, where are you pulling creativity from? Do you draw people you know? Do you draw stuff, like, just out your head? Like, what what is it exactly that you're drawing? It's definitely everything. I take inspiration from every single aspect of my life daily. It could be friends, loved ones. It could be just people I see on the street, people I dream about. Like, I take inspiration from everything. And that's the best part about art because your ideas can be coming from absolutely nothing. It could come out of thin air and you can still, like, execute it properly. So I think that's the best part of art. It's everything. Well, I definitely appreciate it because I can draw a mean stick figure. That's about That's the best that's you're going to get from me. That's what everyone says. That's all you're going to get. I mean, I can try. But that's where you start because all my drawings, they start with stick figures. They start with heads. They start with shape. Like, that's, oh, no. I've seen your work. Like, my <laughs> stick figures is literally line, line, stick, circle. That's all I get. Mm-hmm. That's all I got that's the basic of most faces in geometry so you're almost there (laughs) 
Ah, maybe one day, you know, Canon Productions, maybe one day we're going to extend to, hey, you get a custom drawn picture of yourself by mm-hmm. the photographer. That would actually be a dope. That would actually be dope. Don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> but maybe maybe down the line, you know, after I get some practice and mm-hmm. maybe get some classes, I may be able to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's never too late. Anybody out there, it's never too late to start art. Art is definitely a super therapeutic hobby you can have. Mm-hmm. So, like, are you, um like, when you learned how to draw... I know you said you've been doing it your whole life, but like, have you had any type of guidance? Like when you said you were in college, was that college for drawing or artwork specifically or was that something else? No, for a while I was one of those artists. I was like, I'm never going to take a class. There's no reason. Anything I need to know, I already know. So for a a long time, I was boycotting classes because it was just like, anything I I need to know, I kind of already know. So it's just like, no. And then I think at some point in high school, I literally just decided to join an art class, and it was really cool because I just got to draw all period, and it was so nice, and I was making so much art, like making the most art I've ever made in my life, honestly, for that class. So that type of stuff, it was really motivating because I was like, oh, I could just sit here and draw for a whole period. So that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, though, because like, same thing for me. Um, I went to school for music, mm-hmm. so being able to go to school and be around music all the time mm-hmm. – I think that's what makes college really special, not just from the experiences that you learn, but Mm -hmm. being able to specialize in something that you potentially want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. And honestly, like my one of my biggest regrets, not really, but kind of is definitely not making myself an art major because I feel like that would have been great. But I also didn't want to put too much pressure on my art to the point where it felt like it was no longer fun. Right. No, I definitely feel that. As a creative, you never want to do that to yourself. So I could already see if I went to school for art, I would have been stressed out trying to produce art for a teacher, for a grade, just to be critiqued. It was like that didn't look like it was going to be the sunny side of art. So I had to just save myself the damage and I chose business. <laughs> hey, that's that's a good degree, too, because you're going to you're going to need the business side to yeah. be able to push your work out there. Exactly. And a lot of creatives, whether you're a photographer, a painter, um, sketch artist, you need that business. Aspect. You need that business side. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of, you can be the best artist and not sell <laughs> and not sell nothing. You're going to yeah. just be broke with a bunch of dope work. <laughs> Amazing work. And that that is honestly how it is. And that's sad because there are artists who could have profited off of just knowing some business skills so i think it's important for all artists to at least learn a little bit about business so you can sell your art you're not even selling but just being able to promote it to where if you want an audience to see it there will be an audience for it oh yeah i absolutely agree so give us some business tips so i know you've been doing this modeling thing i know you've been doing this uh artwork thing for a long time so what are some business tips that someone can use as a creative that you could give Mm -hmm. okay let me think um as a creative, you always want to have an image that if someone sees it, they know it's your particular style, just like photography. You want to have an out like an eye-catching style, essentially. So even as artists, every day you're learning what you want your style to be. So I think that's very important, learning, learning your aesthetic, basically. Um, something else, um, I don't know, just finding your market, your demographic, because not everybody's going to like your art. That's the hard truth. That's true. So Same thing with find... photographers. Not everybody's going to like your pictures. Exactly. So you just need to find the group of people who love your niche, who like appreciate it. So that's another thing. But that's not always the most important thing either. Like You don't have to worry about an audience, but <laughs> it's still learning people around you that will actually genuinely support you. Yeah, I definitely feel that. So what is your niche when it comes to your artwork? We talked about mm-hmm. what you like to do for your modeling. So 
I know you. I know for a fact since you've been doing artwork longer than you've been doing modeling. Mm-hmm. What's your niche? Like, where do you fit in? Okay, my niche. Um, it would absolutely be line art, portrait esque. Um, I definitely do a lot of black art. Black like the people or black like the color? Black like the people. I'm just asking. My culture, I do a lot of black art. Um, I don't know. That's kind of funny. Like, I I like a lot of gore. And my last name is Gory. So my art is definitely very focused on horror, gore, and all those types of aspects. So I definitely like contributing that into my art. Um, mainly just detailed line art, horror, portraits. Yeah. Okay, so line gory work is your niche. Yes. Got it. Yeah, that's also the type of art I love. Like literally, I could scroll on Pinterest for hours just looking at tattoo designs, horror art, portrait art, pastel paintings, like all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did you come across like the gory side of things? Because I mean <laughs> that that's a very specific style of art, and that's definitely a niche. But like, mm-hmm. how did you come across that as something that you actually enjoy? When a lot of people kind of cringe at it in mm-hmm. a sense well it all started the day i was born friday the 13th <laughs> oh man okay we're gonna stop this podcast right now because um she might just be a little bit of a witch or a demon or something um all right but yeah that's literally what made me start loving horror because like being born on friday the 13th everyone's always going to associate it with it being unlucky that's why i go by lucky mac because i am very lucky and i don't think being born on Friday the 13th has anything to do with that. But I've always loved the movies. Literally, Friday the 13th, the whole trilogy is my favorite. Jeepers Creepers, Candyman. Like, I like old school horror, but horror has always been a part of my life. Like, I've always liked it. It's never been cringy. It's always just been a part of my life. <laughs> yeah, like, I like horror too, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. After I watch a horror movie, I got to watch a Disney movie because then nope. I'm going to have bad dreams. Nope, I like to just watch them straight on. Wow. And you just, no chasers. No chasers. Mm-hmm. And you just wallow in the gore. I go right the- to sleep after. Right to sleep. And I let my dreams wander. That's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Gory. Right. A little gory, would you say? Yeah, but uh, not me. I I need to I need to clear my mind. Like Disney movies are how I clean my clear my mind after mm-hmm. I've watched like something crazy or off the wall like that. I feel like I've seen it all. That's why it really doesn't bother me anymore. Like no horror movie really bothers me. Like of course I still streak and you know I get scared, but nothing scares me for real. So you have no fear. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Sure. You have no fear at all. I, I'm. I do be scared of ghosts. <laughs> You see, you can't say like you're a gore expert and you got fears. So you you basically got to embody the fact that you have no fear at all. Yeah, I mean, if a ghost came up to me right now, I wouldn't be scared. So I guess I have no fear. But oh. if you catch me on the wrong day, then of course I might, you know, cry my pants. Really? Yeah. So it just depends on what day Casper want to pop up on me. Hmm. Yeah. Got it. But I still will watch every single horror movie known to man. I'm trying to get down the list. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, <laughs> mine are kind of cringy. Like my favorite is probably The Devil. I don't. It's like about an elevator, and it's like the old lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is wild. Like when I first seen that, when I tell you, I was like, Oh my god! I was like, my mind was completely blown. I've never seen anything like it. It was. It was all the flavors I needed. So. I forgot all about that movie. You mm-hmm. just brought that back. And I just, I wish I could watch it again for the first time because literally, like, nothing could have prepared me for the end. Absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember 
anything outside of all I remember is the lights went off, the lights came back on, and then somebody's neck was broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was real wild. Another one that's like it's super classic, but also I don't know if people really like a cabin in the woods. Yeah. When I first that's seen a classic. that. I was like, what the hell? Like, literally, like, nothing could have prepared me for that ending either. So, those type of movies, yeah, Chef's Kiss. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm, some of them are kind of boring. I cannot well, lie. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the original, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. That is a classic horror mm-hmm. perfection film. I guess I, I do have a kind of a niche for horror movies, too. Like, my horror movies, I, I like them low-budget horror movies i like those ones where it's like what is this even about and you get confused in the middle like those are those are my shit yeah honestly. that that's how the movies were back in the 70s like mm-hmm. if you compare those to now like a lot of that stuff was done with real effects not like mm. uh special effects you know where they do it in the computer after but a lot of that stuff was real and i think that's what made it like more scary like me i love texas chainsaw massacre amityville horror um what else i can't think of any right now but those two, for sure, definitely stand out because the I think the paranormal stuff when it comes mm-hmm. to horror is really what makes it kind of seem like, damn, this really could happen. And you know what my least favorite category is? What's that? All those ones where it's like recordings, like where it's just like long recordings of what's going to happen and the house is haunted. Like that's literally my least favorite category. So what's so you, it? So you don't like paranormal activity? Don't like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of. Eh. It's boring to me just a little bit. What like, about Blair Witch? That one was done like first person recording type thing. I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It. Like as much as I'm a horror fanatic, I, I literally have terrible taste in horror movies. <laughs> You can't say your name is gory and you don't like all. No, I do. I, I still love them all, but it's just like some, it's, some are boring, some are good. Like, it's, it really just matters. Like, my list is very specific. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I know you said that that is your taste for um, artwork and the mm-hmm. stuff that you draw and the stuff that you create. Mm-hmm. Does that at all spill into your modeling at all? Or have you thought about doing anything like that with your mom oh my god i did one like i did a a small little halloween shoot and we had like red light and it was very cool so i would i love sfx like makeup i always do sfx makeup so i would definitely love to do a photo shoot dedicated to that like blood oh like the special effects like with all like the blood and the cuts and yes i would love to do that so if any photographers out there and they want to do something like that hit me up because you got the perfect gory person for that the gory person from yeah. Michaela Gory mm-hmm. herself. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. I think we're coming to the end of our podcast here. If you could leave any piece of advice, this isn't just for modeling. This isn't mm-hmm. just for artwork, but we're talking about creatives in general. Mm-hmm. What would be your one piece of advice that you would leave people with to describe how to keep your motivation as a creative? My biggest thing is dream big. Like, literally, whatever you see right now, like, what you think you're able to achieve, you can do it, period, point blank. That's what I'm realizing. You just got to put your mind to it. (laughs) So, lately, I've been realizing, like, my dreams, they may be big, but I'm still able to accomplish it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Dream big. Don't let anything stop you because everything is achievable. Yeah, I think think everybody can pull from that in some way, shape, or form, whether you're a photographer your model, makeup artist, um, just an entrepreneur in general. Like, dream big. Think about what the future has to hold for you, not what you're doing right now. And I think that's going to take you really far. 
So um, where can the people find you? Like, what's your Instagram or your email or your uh, website, anything like that? Like, how can people find you or book with you for um, artwork, custom artwork or either modeling inquiries and things like that? Uh, my modeling Instagram is Sondermack, S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-K. That's where I post all my modeling pictures and my new work. And then for my art account, it's moolah.mac. And that's where I post all my art. And if you want to, you can follow my personal account, LuckyMac13. I also have a red bubble where I post all my sticker designs and I update it quite fr- fr- frequently. <laughs> so if you guys want to check out my art or my modeling account, those are the that's the app. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I link all the information in the show notes. So everybody that's listening currently, um, you can check out Miss Michaela Gorey on her Instagram, her red bubble. And that is the best way to get in contact with her. So I appreciate you coming on to the show because, like I said, we've worked together before. But um, I definitely think that all creative can appreciate the conversation that we had today based around um, artwork and art in general. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. And I just want to mention that anybody that likes what they're hearing, likes the audio version of this show. I do also offer the video version of this every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my Instagram. You can find me at Candid underscore Productions. That's with two N's, not one. Candid underscore Productions on Instagram and pretty much all my social media platforms. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. So I appreciate you, Michaela, for chopping it up with me on Shot and Chop. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Peace out.